why, why would I run to the wrong end zone though? Because you're a big dumb idiot, I, and it's I, a would you rather? Vintage? Like what, what, what's going on? You know, that's honestly the sign of a good commercial, which is, you can argue it's the sign of a bad commercial when you can't remember what the heck it's a commercial that's for. great. I find it interesting that LeBron James has a house in L.A. In L.A., yeah, that's right. So real. he doesn't live in Cleveland, he doesn't live in Akron. Absolutely Miami. not. He's, Absolutely he's in L.A. every other time that he's not playing for the Cavs. Very interesting. Think about the technicality of that guy in court. He could sue the Mets because technically, Mr. Met only has four fingers. The equivalent of floor seats in baseball would be if they start selling tickets to where fans get to sit in the dugout. You have to rock the Kyle Guy man bun for a year. Welcome back, everybody, to Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Today's conversations and sports discussions are inspired by... Water. One of America's favorite lightest beers, Miller Lite. Yep. Not Not my top choice for light beer. I'm not a huge fan of any light beer, but I don't have it all the time. It was a good change of pace. If you're buying cheap beer at the grocery store, where are you going? What grocery store am I going to? Or no, what? like what beer are you going to? I mean, you got Natty, Miller, Bud Light, see, Coors, Mi- Miller. See, the thing is with like a Budweiser and a Bud Light, Budweiser is the same price as all like all the your typical light beer, Coors Light, Miller Light. I'm probably just gonna go with a with a with a Budweiser. Budweiser, Bud yeah. Heavy. You call it Bud Heavy? No, I don't call it you Bud Heavy. Guys? You know, when I was in college, I actually was confused. You thought know, Bud Heavy was something pe- different. I did. I thought, oh, but I was like, "What's Bud Heavy?" That's like I thought there was Bud when I first heard, you know Bud Light, Budweiser, and then this Bud Heavy thing. So, and of course, you're in college, you want to act like you know everything. So I never oh, yeah. asked, and finally got cleared when up. We were you know, in college years later. You wanted to get more bang for your buck, so you always have to order a Budweiser because Bud Light, you know, you're not getting as much for the same price. Right, but is that is that like? A real thing like light beer. Yeah. Does that mean it's less it contains less yeah, alcohol so. yeah. in it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's not. You know, we're not exactly binge drinking here. Not not even close to that. Just just you know having the social few, and we're going to talk about sports. That's our that's our theme here on Perpetual Sports Talk. We are going to we've got a whole bunch of different things. Uh, a lot of baseball stuff, obviously. Some training camp. And uh, happy birthday to Tom Brady. Talk about that. I have more discussions, I think. That's more what the episode is going to be about. Mm-hmm. It's a more discussion-based episode instead of more you know, recap. Yeah. That's kind of what we do every, every time. But. Right. It's never recap. But I think we're going to have – we usually have, you know, discussions about multiple things, I feel like. Yeah. And, now, yeah. and I feel like tonight it's going to be – Longer discussions on a few things. Right. Like yeah, so it's going to be your your three hour baseball game, you know, where the scores three to one. Everybody brace yourself. If that already turns you off from this podcast, sorry, you probably you probably shouldn't be listening anyway. Okay, Washington Nationals. What about them? What do we got? 
Gio it, pitching a no-no, almost. Um, Scherzer's neck is broken. It's broken. Broken neck. Yep. Uh, what else? Stra- Steven Strasburg. J- just injuries, man. Like, what's happening here? How did? How is this happening? How are guys how? this injured? Uh, we. You know what's funny is we just talked about last last week on last last week's episode about how like Scherzer's an Iron Man mm-hmm. and he, how he would never come out of a game like Strasburg did. Right. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of on us. What what happened there? Yeah, it happens a lot on this show. Though we say stuff and then it it like the literally opposite the, happens. The next week, Scherzer comes out. Absolutely. For after like the f- first batter. Yes. Yes. Uh, he only he only pitched one inning. One inning and hit a home run. Three run home run. First of his career. Wow. Thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the neck thing. Let, like let's go through the opening day lineup and how many of those guys are not playing right okay, now. Okay, I like that. Including, I, it, it wasn't Scherzer uh, opening day because he was dealing with that finger still, so I think it was Strauss. Go through right? the lineup or the rotation? Well, let's, let's, just get, let's just do both. Okay. So, Strasburg was on the bump opening day. Okay. Uh, he's still 10-day DL. Okay. Baker said that he would most likely miss their his, his turn in the rotation this weekend. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You're okay with yeah. Rest him. Let let his let him rest his arm. But even for the playoffs, we don't need him now. But I mean, as far as resting him goes, like I don't think that's what they're doing here. It's not because he needs rest. It's because he's saying he's got something hurt. The forearm sure. thing, the elbow thing, he's got to hurt. It's not exactly just a day off. And pitchers taking the pitchers take four days off. Eh, I know. I'm okay with I know his when arm. The, I know when the Nats need him. It's the playoffs, but dude, you got to pitch in the regular season, man. They're whatever the twelve games up. Like. I'm okay with the Nats being cautious on Scherzer and and Strasburg. Okay, uh, then we go to the outfield. Adam Eaton out probably for the probably for the rest of the year. Michael A. Taylor out. Michael A. Taylor out. I don't know how he's how long he's out for. Uh yeah, whatever. Jason, Jason Worth. I think he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back by soon. the end of August, as well as Trey Turner, who is now, who's obviously on the DL. It's just amazing that the Nats have been able to have this big of a lead with having so many. They're deep. Yeah, they're deep, and you know the the trade deadline just ended. They didn't have to give anybody up. They didn't have to give up any of their top prospects. They reloaded their bullpen. Their bullpen looks great. Yeah. Doolittle, I think, is we'll still perfect closer. in saves yeah. in, a, in a Nationals uniform. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with Doolittle being being the closer, Matson being set up man. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean. And then Hellickson being their their uh, seventh, their new seventh inning guy, the guy that they got from, what is it, the Twins? The Twins closer? God, Kil- no, Hellickson's the Oh, Hellickson's the Ori. I'm sorry. That's, Kil- that's on the list. Kil- Kil- Kinsler. It's like a weird Kinsley, end. Yeah. It's it's Kinsler, yeah. But it's Kinsler. it has like a T Kinsler. in it, right? 
Right. Whatever. So he's going to be the seventh inning guy. And, and, you know, all these people get all, you know, a lot of Washington media, Washington fans get so up in arms about, oh, you know, Nationals fans, they're getting injured because Dusty Baker doesn't know how to manage. This has happened to him with past teams. He overworks guys on the mound. And then this is what happens. And then he doesn't have success in the postseason. I don't believe that. Do you, do you believe that? Are well, yeah, it's sort of fun of. Well, I it's mean, not because Dusty Baker can't coach. No, but there are a couple guys. I think I think he did with like the Reds. There, there are a couple infamous stories about young pitchers that Dusty Baker was the manager of, who nah. you know whose whose careers are are shortened. And so that's what Nationals media or Washington media is sort of they're playing that card now. That you know he leaves Scherzer in for 120 pitches every game. That's the, the next thing was about to happen. That's the media stirring stuff up. Honestly, Geo's pitched great. Right, Geo stepped up. Roark, I think, can come around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Ross isn't there anymore. Yeah, well, yeah we forgot shame. about him. So we got three out of the original five guys that are the kind five of five-man rotation up. that are, but they're still winning. They Did you see they what bo- Scherzer did after the game, like our. I guess the next day. You see what he said about it? No. He was like, I went to Target and bought a new pillow. I should be good from now on. New pillow, that's right. He didn't slept on it wrong. That's what he said. He didn't do the old my pillow drop right there that we hear. The the my, my pillow. pillow. The, he, the, the, the infomercial the type info, thing. Yeah, the my pillow. Made in America. No, he didn't. Is he sponsored by them? Is no. That, yeah, but you know, be a good little Scherzer, it doesn't matter for Scherzer. He can say whatever the heck he wants. Yeah. Slept on it wrong. Normal people injuries. Can't get loose. Normal Slept on it wrong. Normal people injuries shouldn't happen to professional athletes. Shouldn't happen. Sleeping on something wrong. Happens stubbing to your toe. Any happens norm- to one of us every other day. That's the thing. Any normal guy injury shouldn't happen to a professional athlete. You shouldn't. A, 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 nor, a professional athlete shouldn't go down because of like a twisted ankle. Like, an, do you see what I'm saying? Here? Yeah, I get it. A I, normal. I get, I, get what, I get what you're going with that. Like, what, what's another normal guy injury? Remember when Dustin Johnson, before, like, the Masters, slipped down the stairs because right. his, like, socks? Yeah. Because he's wearing socks on, down the stairs. Shouldn't happen. It's a normal guy injury. Normal guy injuries, uh, stubbing your toe, like, helping a friend move and jamming your finger, just normal everyday situations and becoming hurt and then not being able to play your sport. That's, to me, that's, you can't excuse that. There should be some sort of new punishment to that. Just go sit in a bubble whenever you're not playing a sport. No, but just, like, why, you're how like why are you about to be a klutz when you're a professional athlete? Yeah, I get that people are human and all, but sleeping yeah. on it wrong? Come on, man! Do you not sleep in this multi-million-dollar bed and nice and comfy? Yeah, I guess hotels could be anything. Yeah, here I am getting all mad at Scherzer. And <laughs> cool. Uh, other, other. So Nats drop. Uh, Two out of the three to the Marlins. Um, speaking of, I mentioned Nationals media, uh, radio guys questioning the Nationals batting order. This is some more Dusty Baker critique. Yeah, yeah. So the whole Rendon hitting six thing is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I get it. And we were just talking about this, you know, off the off the mic. Um, I agree with what their where their point is that Rendon should probably be hitting further up in the lineup because you get him more at-bats. But it gets to a point where it's like you got to respect the position. See what I'm saying? Like, you can't manage the team from the radio. You can't manage the team from the newspaper or Twitter 
or anything like that. You let Dusty Baker, who Rizzo and the Nationals front office trusts to make decisions, mm-hmm. you let Dusty Baker make the decisions. And and, and it's even worse. Go ahead. No, uh, I was saying I was going to kind of make a funny point. Is like now if I'm Dusty Baker, I'm going to be like, screw these guys. I'm going to keep hitting them sixth. Yeah, because we're we're still winning. Yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like spite them now. You know, because he's making such a big deal about it, mm-hmm. and it's getting so annoying. I'm hearing about it every single day. The Nationals are in the top three in every single offensive category. Right. If they weren't, ba- then there's a problem. Sure. Batting average, RBIs, home runs, runs scored. I believe they're number one. Runs scored. That's what matters. And why are we why are we commenting on the batting? The batting order is fine, right? And it's the it's the whole. If new- it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the thing, but it's the whole. Everybody wants to take part in this. New, you know, it's yeah. the Joe Madden. Everybody gets to say because of Twitter and social media, and well, that's true. And that kind of thing. Everybody can see everything. Right, right. But everybody's always been able to see the batting lineup and stuff. I've and never heard of this before. I've it, never heard a media guy get so outspoken about a guy hitting sixth instead of second. Right. Kind of small peanuts. Really? And you hear the old Monday morning quarterback, that's yeah. sort of the thing, yeah. but you never, like, you know, Monday morning baseball manager. Well, because baseball plays 162 games. Right, and the ch- batting order changes pretty much, you know, weekly. Daily, yeah. Guy, especially with all the injuries, guys are going to hit in, in goofy places. But what I was going to say is a lot of, just with baseball changing, a lot of people want to buy into the Joe Madden, have your top three guys hitting, like have your have your big three guys hitting one, two, and three. No more speedsters because you might be able to get an extra at bat for your you know traditional four hitter. That's the you know that was Madden hitting yeah. uh, Kyle Schwarber lead off and hitting Rizzo lead off. But an interesting take that I heard, and I think this just goes along with normal, you know, traditional baseball stuff is it might get him an extra at bat putting Rendon at the leadoff spot, but he has more meaningful at bats hitting sixth because he's just going to come up more times with runners on base. That's a good that's a good point. But that's why it's that's why yeah. baseball has been like that for 150 years. Why are we reinventing the wheel here? Just because Joe Madden wears cool glasses, we all got to freaking listen to him? Well, no, I, I think that's not the Stupid whole Joe glasses. I think you can say your piece and have an opinion on it, and then that's it. You know, the way he's been going about it, that it's like... You're talking this about is this radio my, personality? Yeah, this is my idea. Do we say his name, or is it not okay sure. to say his name? We can, we can have this... I mean, Grant Paulson. Nobody's listening anyway. That's okay. I the mean, the Grant and Danny show on one hundred six. We're not going after him. We just no, disagree not. about the way he's doing his thing, and I really appreciate. And I agree with it. I agreed with him when the when he wrote that piece, and he's been talking about it now for weeks. I agreed with him originally. Mm-hmm. Great. That's that's a great idea. He gets twenty five, thirty more bats throughout the entire year. Awesome. But now he's still talking about it. He's still asking questions in the in the media room. He's. He's just like on this crusade to be like, I'm right. Why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. Everybody follow me. And it's getting to a point where it's like, let's let's cool it. Right. Bit. Let's cool it. Right. But Baker would never, like Dusty's not thinking, I'm going to do this just to piss off. No. Right? Like he's, no. <laughs> he's just doing it. It's doing oh, we're winning, is... so I'm going to keep doing it. And this yeah. is how baseball works. Yep. Yeah, it's just, you know, media guys have to get hits and that. Every... Every media guy, I feel like every radio personality, journalist, and 
I guess we sort of get into it sometimes, but not a whole lot. Everybody needs to have an original, you know, it's the hot takes. It's the realm of everybody needs to have a different sort of thought, even yeah. if it's kind of stupid and maybe they don't even really believe it. They just have to, ah, nobody's going to listen to me if it's the same thing. Well, we're talking about them now, aren't we? You know, like that's the thing. We're, we're saying how dumb it is. Well, we're talking about it. <laughs> we're not talking about other radio personalities and their Dumb takes. That's true, but he's not going for that though. He's not the blowhard, you know, no, skip Bayless. He's not. He's not the hot take guy. But it's getting him page clicks and he's sure. getting listens on his radio show and he's getting people to call in about it. Sure. And that's what matters. Yeah. And you know what? If that was my idea and we were blowing that up on PST, I'd, I'd probably write it out. Right. You're just m- m- milking it. Oh, yeah. If we're getting page views out of it, milking it as long as you can. I'm no shame. Hmm. We'll see. They have a uh, they have a cool weekend coming up. The Nats do. They got a bunch of day games in uh, in Chicago. Those are always cool. I like watching the old day games. Uh, a couple more baseball things before we change. You want to go to Beltre or do you want to do the? Got to talk about Beltre. Okay. Adrian Beltre getting three thousand hits against the Orioles. Okay. A couple yeah. nights ago. And, I mean, that's cool. He's the 31st guy in history to get to get 3,000 hits. That's awesome. a big deal. Yeah. And it's been slowing down, too. You know, the rate that people have been getting 3,000 hits has been slowing down. Right. And it probably, like, will continue to do that. We could talk about, like, unbreakable records, records here. Like that. Yeah. But just real quick, one thought on, and we talked about when we were golfing, yeah. and I'm going to say it again sure. to, to get it on the old interwebs. If anybody watched that game, after he got that hit, there was a pause in the game for about 10 minutes so his, so his family could run on the field. Uh, one family, maybe a daughter or someone, ran to the fence to, to, to rip down this blanket that was covering Adrian Beltre, 3,000. And they literally stopped the game. And he was, like, walking around the field and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, like... Like like you did. This is really like awesome. Three thousand hits. That's rare, but don't stop the game. You're like you're not. No matter what record it is, no one player is ever bigger than the game. I don't think we should stop. Save the ball. Everybody, maybe an extended standing ovation. He could do the old helmet off. Uh, maybe something after the inning. Like come and and tear down that sign. Uh, like between innings or after the innings mm. over, don't do it right in the middle. And the Cubs were, or the Cubs, and the Rangers were losing. So it's like it just it's it was weird to me. I didn't know what I was watching. I was like, is this baseball still, it's, or is it's this kind of on the same lines of the farewell tour? Exactly. I didn't like it, and I don't like the farewell tour. No. I, I know we're both old school guys, and we sound like old grouches on this on the show, but. I, I don't like the, that kind of stuff. We we don't like the fanfare, the the farewell tour where he gets a gift from every ballpark he goes to, or when you reach a record, you have to stop and and everybody holds hands and sings "Kumbaya." Like mm-hmm. play the game, you know. I I, I get it though. I, I do because that that's a big deal. Three thousand for Adrian Beltre. I, I did not think he was going to be the next one to get 3,000. Like, he's not the first guy to come to mind when you think of, like, longevity in the yeah, it, MLB. Yeah. He's just been doing his thing. Right, consistent. And, uh, with, you know, with the Rangers for the past several years. And here's another thing for you, third baseman. I heard today yeah. only 16 third baseman total in the Hall of Fame. Isn't that crazy? I didn't, 
I didn't like double check that. Well, but isn't that crazy to you? 16, do you count Cal Ripken? Do you count A-Rod? Like, you see what I'm saying? It's a good point. It's a, a good, lot of guys it's a lot move of... from short to third or third to first. You know, Ryan Zimmerman, do you count him as a third baseman or do you count him as a first baseman? Mm-hmm. It's a great point, but even still, 16. Yeah. Like, even, yeah, even, you know, you don't count Cal Ripken because, you know, he was the shortstop, but there's got to be, and especially now, like, there are so many stud third basemen, right? You got your Manny Machados, and you got your Rendones, and you got your Chris Bryant, and your your Nolan Arnados, like, all these stud guys playing third base, it just hasn't, hasn't been that way in history, but like you said, he's sort of flying under the radar over there at the hot corner, just breaking, breaking records. I don't like the bigger than the, uh, than the game. I know it's probably not his idea, but I felt like that's what we were as fans were doing for the 10 minutes. I get it. I get it in a way, but man, I can't say enough. I, I probably said it before, but the way Tim Duncan did it was just incredible. Perfect. Absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything until the last, you know, uh, after the season. Yeah, I think I'm going to hang it up. Right. Thanks for everything. Really appreciate it. My, me and my family are going to go spend some time together. Yeah. That's awesome. Right yeah. There. That's awesome. Yeah. What are some other unbreakable records in sports? I, 3,000 is unbreakable. In all of sports or just in baseball? E- either one. Either one. Uh, Whatever one tickles to your mind fancy is here. Cal Ripken's game mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. Pete Rose's hit record. 26, 26, 30, 2,632. Sorry. I just had to, just had to remember it. Uh, uh, Pete Rose's hit record, really? To 4,000 no something? No get up to 4,000. Way past 4,000. Especially the way the game is now where it's like Guys hits. Take off days. Right. Hits aren't cool anymore. Like it's all about extra home base runs, hits, yeah. home runs. Uh, the hit streak. Dude, hit 56. Yeah. Joe DiMaggio, that's a good one. DiMaggio's history. How about this one, man? Uh, pitchers and, and complete games. Cy Young? No, no, no. Complete. Oh, uh, who, who had it? Shoot. I don't know, but. Or like Satchel Page or some, somebody like that? No, I, I did that. It's good, but, but do you see what I'm saying? Why well, that would used not. To, it's, the game is played differently. Mm-hmm. So in the modern era, it's a little different. That was something that I thought of. They over the weekend, it was the White Sox playing the Indians, and they had a throwback night, and okay. they did the jerseys. But then everybody oh. sort of had fun with it, and the announcers wore like the top hats, and the and the reporter, the girl, whoever does those games, she wore like this Victorian age like dress and like a hat. Yeah. And and on TV, every once in a while, they did like this black and white and had the funny like piano music going. It was cool. They had fun with it, which is, you know, whatever, make baseball fun again. I wanted to take a step further and have stuff like do like some old school rules. Like your starting pitcher that game, he's going nine innings. And BP before the game, nobody can like each other. Nobody can act like each other's friends. You have to hate. Is that what used to happen? Oh, well, you hear, you hear stories that, like, you know, during BP before a game, nobody was high-fiving. They weren't high-fiving the other team. Nobody oh. was friends. It was, oh, you know, it was enemies, right? Granted, you know, I, 30, 40 years ago, guys didn't necessarily change teams as much, so they didn't know a whole bunch, and the whole idea of, like, the countrymen and stuff wasn't as prevalent. But I want really to go overboard with throwback games. Everybody hates each other. 
Okay. Uh, you gotta your your starter throws. Sorry if it's two hundred pitches, two hundred pitches. Um, yeah. So that was my idea. It's different now, huh? Like the game is just played differently. Any ideas to make throwback? You ever been? You ever been in a throwback game? No, I haven't. Ideas to make it? That's a, that's a really good one. How like how do you make a throwback? Fans have to dress up like in suits. Fan- oh, that'd be interesting. Like that's what a- they used to wear at a baseball game. That's true. We're watching Hat. the Cubs game right now. And like I remember when like like on those old pictures, I don't remember it, you know. Yeah, but you see pictures. You see pictures of mm-hmm. like people like everybody's in a suit. Right. And it's like the like has to be fancy mm-hmm. going to the game. Uh like smoking allowed in the stands, steroids are allowed for that one Ooh. game. Just guys throwbacks out just shooting up. Throwbacks <laughs> to like the late nineties, like the steroid era. D- d- p- pitching on LSD. Would, you what know was that? That doc? would be like our thing. We, I would go crazy. Not, not like the, not. I'm not talking about steroids. I'm talking about like late '90s, early 2000s throwback. You know, when that's going to be a thing in like 25, 30 years, you and I are going to be like, this is freaking awesome. The '90s uniforms, yeah, because everybody was juicing. Everybody was Baggy massive, stuff. so like you're. But every, the guys who were juicing, like their Sammy jerseys Sosa were so like tight, tight. legs. They looked like their pants were painted on. I just like those old jerseys, man. Like those, that's gonna be awesome. So I never really got the hype of like you know old timey, like when they wear like nineteen twenties. You know the Houston Astros wear the retro stuff. Yeah, I'm always like that's cool. That's a cool jersey. Yeah, but like because I never experienced that. I never went to a game and saw them play. Uh huh. See what I'm saying with that? Like, yes. See where I'm going? The the Nats really wouldn't be able to do a throwback. Have the Nats? They've Expos. never worn it. Have they? They've never done that, right? Did I miss that? Oh no! The Nats have never done no. a throwback and worn X. Can they jerseys. do that? I don't think so, because so many teams have changed. Like an organization has changed teams, but you've Ooh, never heard of that would a team fun. going back. You see what I'm saying? You've never heard of a team wearing their old mascots, whatever. Right, that doesn't happen. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Right, the you I know the red of, stockings and one. stuff like you don't do that. I can't think so, of one, but I don't think that they would be allowed to wear Expo stuff. Like a Nats throwback jersey would just be like instead of the curly W, it would just be the, the Nationals or the, the remember the Nat like it went it was small in the middle and like big. They weren't really Kinda. like sharp looking. I do like the curly W. Curly W is good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was throwback Expos. night. Interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, it, everything costs the same amount in the time period. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Best idea ever right there. And, you know, yeah, they lose money, but it would be a sellout crowd, A. Yeah. So, theoretically, you sell more burgers. They and, would lose a ton of money. Ah, but there's a, a hundred, I guess not a hundred, each, you get, uh, what? what's happening? 81, 81 games. Dime beers. Mm-hmm. Uh like, that'd, that'd be great. It was nice. Penny like, hot dogs. Penny hot dogs. Um, other things. I guess you don't want to get in any of the controversial stuff. I don't even know why that even popped in my head. I'm trying to think like, oh, what's going on on a baseball field 30 years ago? Uh, Anything come to mind? Because we've no. talked about baseball for a long time. Nah, I like it. It's good discussion. Usually at this time, we would talk about any athlete who displayed just dudeness off of the field or court or whatever. Or, but um, we don't have a dude of the week. And we don't and have we, a dude. We don't have a schlub. We don't, don't have, have a schlub an interview. Either. We don't have a would you rather. 
Yeah, whatever. Do you want to call us schlubs of the PST, Scott and Sean, sure. or schlubs of the week I'll take for not having their favorite segments? <laughs> anything. Like, we don't have anything for you. We're, stop, stop listening right now if, if you really want. We're literally just talking about stuff uh happening in in sports without our without our like you know witty little zings on it, like the dudes and the schlubs and the and the normal guy call the bullpen interviews we got no, we don't have any of those but that's okay you want to know why it's okay scott because we have other th- stuff to talk about we have other stuff to talk about and because it's tom brady's birthday today is that a big deal <laughs> <laughs> is that a big deal because Sports Center this morning thought it was like the Oh my deal. god, who the hell cares? It really doesn't matter. Eh, yeah. I it is cool because it just not that it's someone birth- else's birthday every single well, day. Yeah, but it's not though it's not because it's Tom his birthday. Brady forty, T B forty. No, it, it's not it's not because it's his birthday, it's not even because it's time it's because it's for is he's forty. Because he's the best quarterback in the NFL and he's forty years old. I mean, I I mean it's cool that he's gonna be you know the the champion at at age at age forty. I think there are only like four other quarterbacks to to throw a pass at the age of forty or above. Uh, off the top of my head, it's Matt Hasselbeck, uh, Brett Favre. Hmm. I don't know. Peyton. He didn't even make it to forty. Did Peyton he? wasn't forty. No. Anyway, so is, what is that? The only thought that you have on. No. 40th birthday? And I, I kind of wanted to get into a bigger thing. And it, it's interesting. It's an interesting point. I wanted to hear your thought. Now, a lot of people in sports, a lot of the greats in sports, um, not to take anything away from them as players, but were a product of their environment. And what I mean by that is, like, they were on good teams. They had good schemes. They had good coaches, players, defenses around them. How much of Tom Brady's success is reliant or thanks to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? Because Tom Brady is a good quarterback, a great quarterback. He is. But he would not win five Super Bowls if he was on the blanks. Any in, insert any team in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying the Patriots. When I was a kid, I had this big beef with Tom Brady. I, I kind of grew up a Giants fan, and 2006, 2007 was the was the best year in the entire world because we won the Super Bowl. Was that they went 16 and 0, and Giants won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was 2006, 2007. Anyway, like I always like attributed to Tom Brady's like success was like. Oh, he has a great defense around him. You know, Mike Vrabel and all those, like, linebackers that were great. And I was like, no, Tom Brady's not that good. Obviously, I ate my words. I was a little kid and, and all that. He's, he's a great quarterback. But I really need to ask, like, how much of it is attributed to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? That was one of our very first discussions, I think, on this show was who made who. Did Belichick? make Brady or yeah, did Brady make Belichick? I mean, we, we talked about that when, when in, you know, back in the playoffs, we said, okay, why, who, who's the, who's the secret here? When you take away, uh, you really aren't able to take away Bill Belichick because of the coach, but you did see the Patriots go three and one 
when, or I'm sorry, four and one when Tom Bra- three and one three and one. Sorry, when uh, when Tom Brady had his suspension. So, I mean, there's there's ammunition right there, but still, I, there have been great teams, uh, good quarterbacks surrounded by great teams who don't have. I mean, look at uh, look at the Falcons last year, best defense in the land. Right. And, and, and Matt Ryan is a premier quarterback and they choked. So th- there is a there is a thing of, yeah, you have a good team. But who's your who's your money man right there? I do you see what I'm saying? Like they're a saying. good team. Nothing about Tom Brady is spectacular. Nothing about him. Having like best completion rate. And it's and it's his, it's up here. It's his head. OK, that's, that's it's between the between the ears. That's what's so amazing about him. I mean, the, you always laugh. The big joke is his combine picture. You know, the yeah, Tom Brady beat, combine uh, right picture. Right out of Michigan. His 40-yard dash six, like six seven round seconds. Draft pick. Yeah, he was, but, he was terrible, and he had terrible measurables and all that. And it was his mind that's been, you know, so successful in the way he's trained and the way he's taking care of his body and the way mm-hmm. he's eaten. Yeah, he's like a vegan, but like, he's a, like, like a super, crazy super vegan. vegan. He doesn't eat like he eats avocado ice cream is like his thing. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Well, he can't. I thought he like didn't eat dairy or something. I, it's instead of dairy, it's like he just eats avocados. I, I don't know what it Guacamole. is. Guacamole. Like, he takes care of his body, and that's I think what separates him. Oh, everybody's now, taking care of their body in the NFL, right? And that's where I'm kind of getting at. Like, is Tom Brady this successful? Without the New England Patriots. Are we hyping this Superman-type TB40, turns 40, is the greatest quarterback ever to live in the entire world? I mean, I'm going to take the cop-out answer saying it's both. I mean, it's yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah. That's the cop-out answer. And, and this is and the that's, discussion. And honestly, that's probably the, it's probably the right thing. He, he, it is. He, it is. He, yeah, he, he would not have won five Super Bowls with the Washington Redskins. Right. He may have won one. He may have won two. He'd he'd still be a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. Maybe not the 13-time Pro Bowler or whatever, for sure Hall of Famer. And a quarterback like that is a cornerstone in your locker room, on your team, and then you can build around that. So say, just take example, Tom Brady's on the Washington Redskins. I don't like playing hypotheticals, but I think we have to. Tom Brady's on the Washington Redskins. He's your quarterback for the next, you know, 15 years when they were, you know, if they drafted him, let's say. Instead of having a new quarterback every single freaking year, Tom Brady is your quarterback. Now you can go get wide receivers, offensive linemen, a defense, instead of trying to spend a first-round pick every single year. Let me me interrupt you just saying that if Tom Brady did come to the Washington Redskins, he wouldn't have had that continuity just because that's not how the Redskins have been running their game since Snyder took over. Uh, we see it right. Sorry, say, this is yeah. a completely different situation, but we that's don't know so what continuity is. We've been watching the Skins our whole life, and and they've been in this weird funk of we don't know what it's like to have a quarterback like that, and and it's almost like it's almost like Snyder and the front office like it that way. But and again, like, like so you like, said, hypotheticals. It's it's it doesn't matter. Right. It Kirk doesn't matter. Cousins but but that's just not Tom Brady. But he could be a cornerstone. But, well, th- that's what that's what you're getting at. He yes, could be, and, and we don't even sign him. Yes, see, and that's that's I the whole other conversation that that like we didn't need to dive right. into. Right. But another thing that I was saying was that's what makes that organization kind of special. Yeah, everybody hates the Patriots. They were able to have 
such a tenured uh, QB and and head coach they trust relationship. They and I mean, how often does does that? I mean, you got your Mike Tomlin and your Roethlisberger's been going on, but as far as coach QB, that that right there has to be some sort of record, and that's that goes to that organization is just, you know, taking those chances and keeping the guys there. Um, granted, you know, even Tom Brady early in his career, you know, was, was still a, a great quarterback. So yeah. it probably wasn't a hard decision at the time, but you see great quarterbacks get moved around and great players get moved around all the time. So I, going back to your original question, it is a cop out, but it's a little bit of both. It has to be. He's a great quarterback, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a great team. Um, but his yeah. personality of, I mean, there is a I was I was scrolling through what I think it was Yahoo News, and there was a an article that just said Tom Brady's friends says that he's a sore loser, which like sure the guy doesn't is. the guy doesn't lose all that much, and you, there's all those mic'd ups where he's you know. Like whining, and everybody likes having that little, you know, Tom Brady whiner. But if you're like a real competitor, all real competitors are sore losers, hate losing, yeah. and so that could be called sore losers. Like, and it's anything. It's not just. It's not just football, grand, whatever. I know. You know, I play. My cousin and I used to play ping pong all the time as little kids. And when one of us lose a game, it yeah, it'd be the thrown end, paddles end and. You know, it's obviously different from playing, you know, in front of a million sure. people. But there's the same, same things the same just when when you you hate losing, you want to have a guy and who you hates became, losing. You want to have a guy who you hates became losing. an athlete after that. I'm not going to say a successful athlete. Because no, because I wasn't. <laughs> you were the best of what's your ability of your God given ability. There we go. So, like, you could have just been like okay with losing and never, you know. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I get it. Tom Brady's. On a whole nother level. You want to have a guy who hates whatever sore loser. And it, it becomes the old, when he's your guy, he's the hero. When he's not your guy, he's, the you know, exactly. He's, he's the enemy. Um, and, you know, it's different in certain sports. Like, like you know, look at Jeter. You know, look at Jeter. Pretty much almost everybody agrees that. He, you know, inc- incredible Classy. competitor, athlete. Class. You don't have to be a Yankees fan, but with Brady, it's just the maybe it's just because it's football and it's the dominant sport where eh. it's a it's a you love him or you hate him. I get it. I, I like the discussion. I like the discussion in honor of Tom Brady and nothing else to talk about in midsummer. Happy birthday, Tom Brady! There it is. Yeah. Let's stay in the football world and uh, and talk about training camp. Okay. I guess I'm. You're sort reaching. Of, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not reaching. I'm sort of contradicting myself going from let's talk about training camp to asking you the question, is training camp getting too much coverage this year? Yes, every year. I think we agree on that, correct? I feel like I feel like it's just it gets from three years ago to now, it's, it's, it's progressively gets worse. I don't know about that. Maybe that's for whatever reason I'm following it more. And I'm saying they're they're covering it too much. But is it they're covering it too much, or that I'm following it too much? Well, really, why the am NBA, I following it more? NBA is dominating the off season right now. Um, I think people in the in the past and this year have just are just so hungry for football to start. They're just ready, and then that's why training camp's such a big deal. And like people make way too big of a deal about training camp, way too big of it. You would think that this whole that the whole CTE study. 
might turn people away from football, as everybody's predicting. But it's funny. It's sort of like a what's the figure of speech? The double-edged sword or the two-faced fan where everybody's saying how football's horrible and, oh, I would never let my child. And they're like, oh, so what big hits happened today at training camp? I want to see. Uh, of course. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, not fair. Yeah. yeah. It's not Football them. fans are weird. And I love football. But, yeah. but, but just the CTE story and then the overcoverage of football, it's, it's getting crazy. Um, granted there are the new rules. Well, I guess this is the NCAA rule. Like no, uh, no, um, two day contact T right. You can have one contact, one walk through and, but, but with NFL practices there, I read an article today of the skins are, uh, they're just tackling less and less and less and less. They, they, you have to teach tackling without tackling and, and Gruden had a, uh, a good point. He said, you know, this is the NFL. Everybody can tackle, um, because the you know when when journalists or whatever fans schmoes like us see oh they're not tackling in practice so when it comes down to game time how are they going to tackle Gruden's basically saying they're they're NFL players yeah they'll figure but, it but um they're grown men but certainly the t- whole idea of teaching to yeah you teach one thing uh, and I think it doesn't matter what level it's at I mean I agree I agree with Gruden but it's sort of like you know like how many times in the NFL do you see Guys just head down and leave and do the old leaning with the shoulder. Like nobody, you're not working on drills like torpedoing yourself, but it happens a couple times a game. shape is, I mean, training camp is bigger than spring training. It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So going back to the hype. Yeah. So going away from CTE and and hits and stuff. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just just trying to make a point. Like training camp is bigger than, is bigger than spring training. You would agree with me on that. Sure. But it's kind of in the same realm. It's like people are hungry. It's like the first time we see, you know, people on the field, and plays mm-hmm. being made, pitches being thrown, the whole deal. What I hate, and I hated this in spring training, I'm pretty sure I said it before, is the highlights and the analysis of the play in training camp. Mm-hmm. Just like in preseason, just like in spring training, just like in any any preseason game, in any sport, it doesn't matter. And I we watch the Sports Center. I hate it when there's highlights from training camp. Well, hi, I mean, there have been, there's been like video, there's been like footage, there's like not- one-handed catches, yeah. and I, I don't know that just I've seen that over and over, over and over again. Is these one-handed catches that guys been making in training camp? It's like they're professional athletes. Yeah, so you're gonna get one. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You know, I say the same. Like I, 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 th- I agree with you. I say all the same stuff. But then something occurred to me that you know both of us coach and we're so into the idea of reps and practice and practice is important. But we have the thought of like shoving, like you know preseason stuff aside, and it's like oh it doesn't matter. But really, like. And I guess it's just different because it's a professional sport. You know, practice and preseason stuff and and preparation, it's important. It It is. is so important. It is. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to. But it's, but here's the thing, and I think this is where we're both getting to, taking a different way. It's important to to the players, the coaches, to the team. It's not important to the fans. No. We just like, we just like knowing about stuff that we don't even understand. 
and we get and we get the things that aren't necessarily important. We get stuff like, oh, you know, uh, Josh Doxson made a great catch over, uh, you know, Josh Norman once. It's like, okay, was anybody looking at the grand scheme of the drill? Like, I would hope that would happen. Like, why is that a? St- why did I just hear about that? My favorite and- is the guy that's looking really good in training camp. Like, the, I heard that the other day. Josh Doxson looking really good coming off that injury last year. Hopefully, he's looking really good. He was our first round pick last year. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Right. Hopefully, he's running around making plays. Like that. That to me is just like completely unnecessary. Kirk Cousins has been working on his play action game. Right. That's please. The, well, that, and that's please. the number one thing coming out of training camp. It's it's so it blah 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 looks good blah blah blah, blah injury. Right. Yeah. Nobody's saying like I want like what's what's going on in Cleveland right now. Like that media, what are they saying? Like training camp is sort Still of showing that it's going to be a uh, a two win season. Like no team is saying no. that. Oh, this they're trying training- to get their fans excited. They're trying to get everybody excited, and you know that makes us talk about how good Josh Dawson is going to be this year. Mm-hmm. It's I I think it's a little much. Um, you know the whole idea of. Just, just practicing, and and you know we're taking out hitting from from training camp. Everybody loves training camp. I uh, just wanted to mention the Chargers. Their first two draft picks are now uh, one out indefinitely. Their yeah. first rounder, Mike Williams, wide receiver, out indefinitely. That could you know means anything, obviously. Uh, Forrest Lamp, offensive lineman. Out AC torn ACL in training camp, and now everybody you know it's the whole idea. Oh, hitting you know ridiculous training camp, dumb. But it's like, well, then why are we so like obsessed with it? We're obsessed with it, but just fa- I'm getting confused talking about this. I don't even know what side of I don't know where we're going with this. I, I I understand the best is when training camp like ruins teams like like the Chargers just ruins them. Mm-hmm. There goes their first two picks. They're gonna go 500, maybe less this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, did you see that? He went out in training camp. Did he? Like, there goes the Dolphins season. You know, there goes Ryan Tannehill's come, coming out season or whatever they're saying about it. Like, mm-hmm. but it, but it ruins teams. But it makes a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of just say, we got we to gotta decrease hitting whatever, hitting aggressive in, in practice. It doesn't matter, blah, 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 training camp. I thought about, if you're trying to make the team in training camp, you're the you're just a bubble guy. Yeah. What can you do to stick out? If like the whole idea of hitting and and bl- everything that makes you I feel like good on on the on the playing field, like that's that's hard to do in training camp because hit, like having a hard hit on somebody, that's it's like frowned upon. So what the heck are you supposed to do? You know, yeah, like like a yeah. rookie like that makes the phenomenal one-handed catch, and then or or does something. It's like, oh, anybody could do that because there's no contact. It's because well, it's like, well, what else do you want me to do? There's no contact. Like what? Like what do I need to do to prove? So you're my... pro contact in training camp. Though. I don't Is that like where you're I going? said. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm We're lost. We're just talking ourselves into confusion, huh? I'm I'm completely. I'm like Michael Scott. Sometimes I start saying something and I have no idea where That's I'm going. That's what we with do it. in this podcast. That's like half this podcast. We, we should rename it talking the about Michael something. Scott Sports Podcast because. That's not that's bad. The level of the Michael Scott 
segment. We should have a Michael Scott segment. <laughs> where, we where just we're, start where talking. We're, we don't know what we're going to talk about. We just start talking, and then we spend five minutes on something. Like, and we're misinformed about whatever we're. We have on no idea about. what we're talking about. You know, we'll talk about soccer in Europe right now. Ha- soccer in Europe. How, uh, how Neymar is getting a really big contract. Okay, he's getting sold. All right, for something that um, an absurd the, amount of money for nobody. Apparently, they do that in soccer. They just give people money for people. They don't actually trade anybody. You know that? They give them... This is Michael Scott. I have I've no idea right here. See, right. That's, I, what, that's why I'm, I, I have no idea. It's two dummies talking to each other about something they don't know about. And the MLS All-Stars just lost to some European team yeah. in overtime. Probably. I don't even know Every how game soccer goes to time overtime. works. It, like, never stops. It's always running. We got to have Bruno on again to tell us about something like that. I bet. Well, no, because that would make me look stupid. I was going to say, I bet I'd give a soccer fan five minutes to explain to me how the soccer clock works, and I wouldn't be able to get it. That doesn't mean that soccer is dumb. Do it. That just means that I'm yeah, dumb. Yeah, that's you. Because like the entire world knows how soccer time works. It's 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 a running sixty minutes. Except for you, ninety minutes. Ninety minutes, but it's running. That's the that's Boiler what running. I mean. That's dumb. I don't get it. It's good and bad. Ah, whatever. I'm Michael There's Scott. There's Michael Scott. There, we, have the, we have a new segment, the Michael Scott segment. Writing it down. Love it. Before we get you guys out of here with our weekend appetizer, we are going to have our perpetual sports talk leftovers. We just take a couple minutes to Every mention, to, to briefly mention all of the sports stories that we didn't get to talk about in depth in the episode. And it's pretty easy today because we got – Want we open a very empty fridge, not a whole lot of leftovers. It's a boring clean out the fridge night. Yeah, but it's a good it's a good discussion topic. So it's a it's a, it's a good nugget. We yeah. we mentioned it. We didn't really we didn't really talk about it all that much. But it was the i it was it was Geo's near no hitter, and all near no hitters, I suppose, are cool in a way. Is his that that stat won't be by his name. Uh, when he retired, you know, I guess he might throw one in his career, but it's not a no hitter. It was a great game. Complete game, shut up. But the reason, well, it wasn't a complete game though. He came out in the uh, ninth. There was that after that hit, which is the right call. That was yeah. another thing that the old everybody thinks they're a manager because um, it was one nothing. The tying run, or the, I'm sorry, it was the was it the winning run where they were the heck? Oh yeah, they were they were in Miami. They were in Miami, so that would have been the winning run at the plate. You bring in your closer. That's how it works. You know, lost a no-hitter. Okay, there you go. That's that's no-brainer. Anyway, just one reason why this was cool. Um, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why it was cool. It was an interesting time for Gio. Uh, they were saying it was emotional about him because his wife was pregnant, could have a kid at any moment. He, he grew up in that area. He grew it, up in Miami. It was his hometown. Yeah. Um, it, and then there was the, the Jose Fernandez. It was his birthday, apparently, and huh. they were like buds. Interesting. Uh, so, so just the whole – there was a lot of pieces to why that game was cool. What I want to take a minute here to talk about was the fact that it was the shortest Nationals game time-wise this season at two hours and 12 minutes. It's the way baseball should be played. Yes. And that's why we're losing so many fans. Correct. Because as we've talked about baseball 20, 30 years ago, it took it was it was two, it was a two hour game, right? That was about the average 20, really? 25 years ago. Yeah. 
And it's funny because a lot of the old-timey baseball fans say how it's, uh, it's the new generation's fault, how, how everybody has these short uh, attention spans. And it's like, well, hold on a second. You guys, when you were young, the, the game was played in two hours. So you can't really talk right here. It's you just see, different. But it's showy. It's the showmanship of baseball. Sure. Where guys have to take their gloves off every right. single time right. after and, every pitch. And we're not fans of that. So no. we're not really siding with anything. I just, as a baseball guy, wanted to mention this because, yeah, it's easy to think it's a short game because it's a near no hitter, not a whole lot of things going on. But uh, G, you had five strikeouts, right? And I think I know that's where you're getting at. Is like, you know, strikeouts aren't everything. Yeah, strikeouts aren't the game, and and strikeout it, pitches are exciting and everything. But mm-hmm. it's, it's guys putting the ball where they can hit it. Exactly. Part a, a Chris Sale fourteen strikeout game might take three hours, even though oh, it's a lot of strikeouts. Can't be a lot of action. Nothing. No, nothing going on. But a Chris Sale strikeout isn't. Uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Usually how a MLB player strikes out, it's after five, six, seven, eight pitches. Oh, one, Which, one, 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 two, two, two. It's probably five or six pitches. Because they're the best hitters in the world. They're yeah. not going to, no guy, it's very rare you're going to see a guy going down on three pitches. Very, yeah, very no. rare. And when he is 0-2, he's going to do like what we talked about. He's going to take his time. You know, getting in the box, blah, 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 trying to trying to get under the pitcher's skin, whatever. That's a whole other strategy right there. What Gio did, Gio, he's he's not, I mean, you know, nasty breaking stuff, but I wouldn't call him a strikeout pitcher, and he knows that, five strikeouts. But he, just about everybody, he threw first pitch strike, first pitch strike. It was uh, hit the ball, hit the ball. I got a solid defense. They're going to make plays behind me. That's why this game was so short is because he was saying hit it. Hit it, hit it, do it. Like, I'm giving you the chance, do it. Well, they- he has done that and gotten shelled in the past. Yes. He's gotten shelled. Absolutely, and that's why you have trouble locating in it. You know, the Marlins aren't exactly, you know, the powerhouse offense like it would, it would right. be against the Houston Astros or something. But that was his deal, and that's sort of a old-timey way of – of of playing baseball. Right. Right. There were no there were no Chris Sales lefties throwing ninety nine miles per hour. It was let me get it over the plate. That's my job as a pitcher. I'm gonna let that guy hit it because that's his job. And then my defense is gonna make the play because that's their job. Right. We really don't see that very often anymore. I mean no. guys that make the majors you had to throw ninety five, you gotta throw ninety eight with breaking stuff in the low to low nineties, high eighties. And that's just not the way. And I think this is for another discussion. I think I don't think we have time for it on this episode, but we'll definitely mark it down and talk about it some other time. It it comes just, up every week. Well, does it? It comes, and I'll tell you, I'll, well, because... I want to talk about the Greg Maddoxes of the past, the exactly. Tom Glavins, mm-hmm. those guys that and, didn't throw a lick over 90 and are Hall of Famers, 300-win gamers. Because because they this is a I'm stealing this from John Smoltz. I think I've said it on an episode before, but he said we like as like coaches, whatever youth, blah blah blah. We as just a baseball like you know like training players, we are making the greatest throwers. We have great throwers. We don't have great pitchers. We have these yeah. guys who learn yeah, and it's, can it's make their cool. bodies. Like do things that a human body shouldn't be able to do, but they don't know how to pitch, and that's where a lot of these injuries lead. To. Look at Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, 
He's been he's been hurt because he put on like twenty pounds of muscles in the in, in the off season, and he got another mile or an hour or two on his fastball, which is already super super fast. And now he's not pitching. And the sad part is, if you don't throw ninety five, you don't even get looked at. Not getting sniffed, but there are guys. There are guys in the MLB now who do like embrace that. There are some and guys. are just competitors. There's your there are some you know guys. There are few mostly. and our favorites. Um, Dallas Keuchel. We could watch any Dallas Keuchel game. He's got ten wins right, nine wins right now. He just came back from being hurt and had a That's rocky cool. start. Um, he's right around ninety ninety one. The average major league fastball right now is ninety three. And what we had on our notes here, it's the new Orioles pitcher Jeremy Hellickson. He he was like his average fastball is eighty nine. When I was I watching that, him pitch, yeah. when I was watching him pitch, I was like, "Hell, is he like? Th- what is he throwing right here? He just like ups. <laughs> It's like my, it's like my, it's like my adult league game where it's just guys like not exerting themselves at all, just, just getting the ball it, yeah. over the plate. And you know what? He went seven shutout innings. It it's can, amazing. It can happen. Um, that was our. That's a good weekend leftover right there. That's better than the past. Instead of being like. Kyrie Irving's asking for trade again mm-hmm. for the seventh time. It was, it was a beefy leftover. It was over. good, though. Had a that lot of protein. Good. There was yeah. a lot of... That was a really good... That was like a leftover sandwich. Something leftover meat it you was could make a bit, sandwich. It was... I think it was one hunk of meat. It wasn't like a bunch of like little... It was a hunk of meat that you can make a sandwich out of. Hunk of meat that was good. That'll last you a few times, th- too. There, there wasn't any variety in that leftover. It was... There's a little bit of variety with different pitchers, but it was okay, just like baseball. That. You know what I mean? I like that. Let's move on. We're going to end with a little weekend appetizer, and that's when we listen to Dropkick Murphys until next time and talk about the sports that we're going to be watching this weekend. Love it. Give it to me. Well, you got to start, and you got to complain about it, about starting, because that's how... I'll eat off. That's how this works. A little louder. There you go. Well, sometimes we, it's loud now, like like quiet or it's quiet now, but in the in yeah. when we go ahead we go ahead. The no. Nationals are at the Cubs this weekend. Yeah, so we'll see how bad Joe Madden can mess up Bryce Harper this time. Eh, they've they've already played each how other. How many times will he walk at Wrigley? Will he walk or will he be intentionally walked? Twelve over under twelve. Under. Well, Just it, mess w- hold on, hold on. Will he? Just mess with will he be intentionally walked? Yes, because they might do the you know the old unintentional intentional. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, pitch you around don't, somebody. Don't pitch to them, but how good it, of friends are Bryce Harper and Chris Bryant actually? You think they're just like cool? They're on the same like high school team or something. Yeah, they, like that, right? they're, they're Las Vegas guys. I think they're you know I'm I'm not on Instagram, but a couple weeks ago they like or no, it was during the All Star break. They like Instagrammed a bunch of pictures of. Uh, them two and their and their wives like hanging out oh, and so spending like, like okay. days. I th- I think they're I think they're as pretty much as good as friends can be who are That's on nice. opposing teams. Same Very age, nice. same yeah. Bryce Harper gonna be a Cub. <sighs> Bryce Harper will be will, will will be a Yankee. Yeah. Yeah, that whole playing with your friend, I think that I, I think that's a little overrated. It's an overrated storyline. His but dog name, his dog's name is Wrigley. We're gonna hear is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. We're gonna hear about that a lot this weekend. Oh, that's yeah. a good just weekend appetizer. It's getting your appetite Perfect. ready for something that we don't want to eat. Give you a little nibble. Give you a little nibble. Go ahead. Uh, web.com tour. Steph Curry gets an honorary web.com card, I suppose. 
I I don't know how that even works. We talked about that with Murph. A According to Murph, ago. the Warriors are sponsoring this tournament, so he gets a spot in the tournament. Okay, because it is. I do know it. It's the it's AAA of the PGA. It's the D League yeah. of of you know of of the PGA Tour. Now they're not gonna have any. This event is not televised because it's the Web.com Tour. I thought it'd be televised because it's just a special thing, but it's not. So you're not gonna be able to watch it. You're just gonna have to follow it, which I won't. I'll just see who wins. And maybe me. at the end of each at the end of each day, check the leaderboard, see what he's doing, because we were talking about actually when we were playing golf on Monday, competing is a lot different than playing your home playing. course with your buddies. Yeah. You know, when am I doing? I could my, not hit in front of people. When my big bad driver knocked off my ball in the tee like just an accident, that's a stroke, and yeah. now I can't use my big bad driver because it's not on the tee. Dude, I get nervous when the lawnmower guy stops oh, and watches yeah. our drive. Yeah, because it's like, ah, someone's watching me. I can't like just be a schlub here and uh-huh. hit two balls or something like that. How about if you're if you're teeing up? It's a popular course. That first tee box where there's people like walking in and out of the clubhouse, yeah. and the guys behind you are waiting. They can see it. Oh, that's the worst. Hey, that's the, that's, a, that's a bad bad feeling. So, I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, next week. Love it. And um, oh, it's gonna be beach beach week for me next week. So nice. it's gonna be two different locations. Hopefully it works Hopefully out. Hopefully it works out. No worries. No pressure. I, I'm gonna have a little setup. Try and get something to you. I'm gonna be looking out at the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Sharks out there. My shark cam's going. Okay. And uh, hopefully... Trying to talk some sports. We might uh, we might be able to uh, just take an hour and uh, and and have a show. But um, if you can't wait till then, Scott, if you can't wait... You where, can find where our can episodes find on Podbean, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We're now on LinkedIn. Are we really? No. We're not. But somehow... So that's we're, like we're, a schlubby thing to do. Put your podcast on LinkedIn. We're going to try and get our podcast on Facebook, like, directly linked onto there, but... Oh, did you get my email that I, I sent you I that you never replied to? Of course I'm not going to reply to your Fair email. I, I forgot I sent it because you never replied to me. Never. Oh, your email? Nobody replies to emails. Anyway. Anyway. It was, it was fun. That Good. was it. Snap wheel. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook. I already went through all that. There you so. go. Yeah, sorry. I, I forgot. No,